Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Summit Church Fenton Online. I'm so glad you've joined me today and I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you. I've been teaching a series on the subject of prayer and I'm several weeks into it now. And the goal of this series is to help you become effective in your prayer life. Uh, you know, the Bible says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. If somebody can be uh, uh, effective in their prayer, prayer life, they can also be ineffective. The Bible warns us about not praying amiss. And so, so teaching this series uh, to help you not be a person who prays amiss, but to be someone who has an effective prayer life. And so, hey, if you've missed any of the previous sessions, I want to invite you to go back into our archives and listen to those. They're very important, and it's important that you listen to those uh, before you listen to what I'm talking about today and as we move forward. Uh, but uh, but those, those sessions are there for you, and so I'll not do uh, uh, much review, if any, here at all today because you, you could easily go back and get those previous sessions for free and get caught up on anything that you've missed. Now, I've been talking about the different kinds of prayer, and there are seven different kinds of prayer. The prayer of agreement, which also... Uh, the you know corporate or united prayer would fall under that that heading of prayer of agreement we're going to get to that here in just a moment today then there's also the prayer of petition which we covered in a previous session uh petition or supplication uh we covered that in a previous session then thanksgiving or worship which we'll get to that in the future we talked about the prayer of commitment last week the prayer of intercession we'll get to that in a future session uh, praying in the spirit, we'll, we'll get to that in a future session. And then the prayer of faith, which we covered, uh, we covered, uh, several weeks back. So, uh, seven different kinds of prayer. You need to be aware of that. You need to be aware that, you know, there's different rules that govern the different kinds of prayer. Remember the prayer of faith or the, de the declaration of faith is not addressed at the Father, but it's addressed at the problem in the name of Jesus. Whereas these other kinds of prayer, are uh, addressed at the Father in the name of Jesus. So again, most prayer is addressed at the Father in the name of Jesus. But that prayer of faith or that de or that declaration of faith, it was addressed at the problem in the name of Jesus. If you missed that teaching on the prayer of faith, it's in the archives. As I've said, you could go back and listen to that and get, get caught up. But it's important that you understand that there's different kinds of prayer, different rules that govern each kind. Uh, because if you don't realize that, then you're going to be ineffective in your praying. And again, I want you to be an effective prayer. And that's what this series is all about, to, to try to explain these different kinds of prayer to you and uh, to, to point out the different rules that govern the different kinds and that you would flow in line with the word of God, that you'd abide in in the Lord and he his word abides in you and that you're praying in line with his word, with good and right motives and and, and, and technically correct in line with the word of God. And, uh, and I tell you what, you do that, I, you will see results and you'll be effective in your prayer life. So with that being said, let's pick up here with the prayer of agreement, the prayer of agreement. Uh, but before I get to that, I, I, I want to make a statement about uh, sometimes people uh, say that there's an eighth kind of prayer uh, I haven't put this, this eighth thing here that I'm going to talk about on the list. Uh, 
But, but I want to mention it here. I think it's worth mentioning. But some people call, call this the prayer of binding and loosing. I guess you could call it that. But I do want to mention it here before I get into the prayer of agreement because it's mentioned right before Jesus talks about the prayer of agreement. So look at Matthew 18, if you would. Matthew 18, verse 18. He says, uh, assuredly. So, so we're going to talk about the prayer of agreement here, but I want to make a statement about binding and loosing before I do that. So uh, Matthew 18, verse 18, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, you know, this, this right here, he's talking about us binding something or us loosing something. All right? Uh, so, so if you remember, you know, you know, there's there's a, a certain group of prayers, as I've been saying throughout this series, that are addressed to the Father in the name of Jesus, and then that prayer of faith or that declaration of faith is not addressed at the Father; it's addressed at the problem in the name of Jesus, which throws a lot of people off, as I've said, <laughs> what I taught on the prayer of faith. But this prayer of binding and loosing, if you want to call it a prayer however you want to label it, is really irrelevant, but it's binding and loosing. And Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. As I see this, this is not something that we would go and ask the Father to bind something or the Father to loose something because Jesus said whatever, he said, whatever you bind on earth or whatever you loose on earth or whatever I bind or loose. So he's, he's, not, he's not telling us that we go to the Father and ask the Father to bind or loose something, but that we take the authority that we've been given in the name of Jesus and we bind or we loose. Absolutely. So this right here, this binding and loosing, would actually fall under the John 14 kind of prayer. Now, if you don't know what I mean by John 14 kind of prayer, go back in the previous sessions Back when I taught on the prayer of faith, I think it's labeled there in our, in our archives. Listen to that. You'll know what I mean by a John 16 prayer or a John 14 prayer. This would be a John 14 prayer where you're not addressing it at the Father, but you're addressing it at whatever needs to be bound or whatever needs to be loosed in the name of Jesus, you see. And uh, he said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. I think we could say it like this. Whatever we bind on earth, again, uh, assuming it's in, in line with the will of God, if we bind it, heaven will back it up. And whatever we loose, assuming that it's in will, the will of God for whatever it is to be loosed, then, excuse me, then heaven will back it up. Binding and loosing. Now, what people have asked me over the years, what I've taught on this, they'll say, Pastor, when do I bind something or when do I loose it? Well, I like what that one good minister says. He says the answer to a thousand and one questions is this, be led. <laughs> so you need to be led by the Holy Spirit. But also, so, so if something needs to be bound, you know, when do I bind, when do I loose? Well, be, be led by the Holy Spirit. But I think it is pretty simple. Even beyond that, if something's bound, well, it needs to be loosed. And if something is loosed, running loose, rampant, it needs to be bound. I think that's pretty simple. And so if it's, if it's loosed, bind it. If it's bound, loose it. You know what I'm talking about? And so, uh, uh, but, but, you know, I know in, in, you know, in the, in the 27 years that we were on location there on New Sugar Creek Road, um, 
and, and, and had many, many people come through the church over many years. And, uh, uh, sometimes people would, would come in, you know, and, and, and they, they would be bound with, uh, sickness or disease. I think of that lady in Luke, the 13th chapter that had that spirit of infirmity and she was bent over and couldn't, couldn't raise herself up. And Jesus said that she, listen to what he said, Luke 13, 16. He said, ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound. See, she was bound, if you read up above that, she was bound by a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. He said, ought not this woman who Satan has bound, see, he bound her with uh, sickness, with with this, this infirmity, this disease. And he said, ought not this woman whom Satan hath bound be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? See, she was bound and Jesus loosed her. <laughs> he loosed her. So if something's bound, then it'll loose it. And she was bound with sickness and disease. We've had people come into the church over the many years. I know, you know, bound by sickness and disease and, and under the anointing of the Holy Ghost by the power of the Spirit of God and the authority in the name of Jesus, I was able to use that authority to loose a lot of people from sickness and disease. Not that I couldn't do anything in and of myself. It wasn't me in and of myself. It was the anointing that God has placed on my life, the power of God together with the authority that's in the name of Jesus. And we saw a lot of people that were bound. We loosed them. I, I can't tell you how many times I said, said to sickness and disease and, and declared people, I, I say, be loosed in Jesus name. And again and again, the sickness and disease would leave and, and, uh, glory to God. Praise God forevermore. Again and again, we'd see that. So if somebody is bound, we'd loose them. And, and then again, we'd see people come in and particularly baby Christians would come in and had their devil be running rampant in their life and running loose, running roughshod over them. And uh, we'd be able to take the name of Jesus and bind the devil and stop him from his activity in their life. We did that again and again, with particularly, particularly with baby Christians, Christians who didn't, didn't know too much about the word of God. And as people would sit under the word of God for years and years and years and years and years and years and and they'd hear messages after messages after messages, but they never inclined their their uh, their ear to the word of God. And they were just hearers of the word, not doers. Uh, as time went on, I wasn't able, I mean, the devil would be running roughshod and running loose on their life. I wasn't able to help those people. See, they needed to stand up in the authority that God gave them. But I tell you what, there's a lot of baby Christians. <laughs> the devil was running, running loose in their life, and we were able to bind the devil and help those people. So if something's bound, loose it. If it's loose, bind it. Be led by the Spirit of God and direct, direct that, that statement at the, not to, at the Father in the name of Jesus, but direct that binding and loosing power that heaven will back up at the problem in the name of Jesus. And yeah, the, and heaven will back it up. Praise God. Well, let's move enough said on that. Let's move now to the prayer of agreement. But I did want to mention binding and loosing because it, it is something that does come up and people ask about you know, about it. So there, I, I've done the best I could at answering it. But let's get into the prayer of agreement. Before I do, I want you to go to James 5.16. We've looked at this uh, uh, verse before in this series, but I want to read it from a different uh, translation. Uh, James 5.16, picking up midway through that verse, New King James says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. 
But the Amplified Classic puts it this way. The earnest, heartfelt, continued, earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. Now, who is a righteous man, a righteous woman, a righteous person is someone that's placed their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes, yeah, they've put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and they're living right. Need to say that. Okay. Somebody that's put their faith in the, who is a righteous person? Well, as it pertains to this verse, a righteous person is somebody that's placed their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and is living right. There's a lot of people place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're saved, all right, they're going to heaven. But they still regard iniquity in their heart. They do, and they don't live right. And the Bible says if we regard, the psalmist said, if we regard iniquity in, in our heart, the Lord will not hear us. And so they're not effective in their prayer life and their, their prayers don't avail much. See, the Holy Spirit arrested me right there. I was about to just, he, that needed to be said right there. It's somebody that, that is born again, all right, but they're living right. Remember the, 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 the disciples who couldn't cast that demon out of that, that boy's son? And Jesus said, this species of demon come, comes not out, but by prayer and fasting, a dedicated life. See, if you're a Christian and you're not living dedicated and right before the Lord, you're not abiding in Him. His Word's not abiding in you. You, you you'll be you pray, but you'll pray amiss, pray ineffective. There won't be there won't be uh, effectiveness in your prayers. Won't be power to your prayer life. So right here, see, um, the effective prayer, the heartfelt, earnest, continued prayer of someone that's born again and living right avails much here's what the amplified said makes tremendous power available dynamic in its working and, and and the prayer of agreement is we see the power of god when when people get into agreement it increases power it really it really it really does and we'll see this 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 play out this verse play out as we go through the rest of this series but you see it right here with the prayer of agreement uh but let me read this again James 5, 16, midway through the verse, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Power, prayer makes power available. Absolutely. If it's heartfelt, earnest, continued by someone that's born again and living right before God, makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. And when you get in, like I said, I will say it again, when you get in the prayer of agreement, Tell you what, when you get people to come into agreement, spiritual power is increased. Absolutely. And you know, uh, if you're taking notes, Deuteronomy 32.30 and Leviticus 26 verse 8. If you go in there, and I went in there one time and uh, being a math person, I I studied those two verses out. And what you come away with in those two verses is that, (laughs) listen to this. It's true in the spiritual realm. I've lived it. One person that's heartfelt, righteous, one righteous person living right before God prays makes there's tremendous power power available. But you get one other person in agreement. When you get two people in agreement, you get ten times stronger. And I'm convinced every time, spiritually, every time I'm convinced that you get another person in agreement, 
it increases the spiritual power by 10. I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I'm convinced of. And, and, and so I tell you, agreement is a very powerful thing. And, and one person, a righteous person, living right, praying, can cause great power to be available, but you get somebody in agreement with them. I tell you what, 10 times stronger spiritually. And every time you add somebody in and they're really in agreement, I tell you what, you talk about power. My goodness, you get 10 times stronger, I believe, every time somebody gets in agreement with you. That, that's, that's good to know. And so uh, there's power in agreement. You could read sometime uh, Genesis, the 11th chapter there at the Tower of Babel. And you can see even among heathen, you get them in agreement. <laughs> there's power. How much more power is there when you get Christians in agreement? You know, people living right before God. I tell you, there's there, just like there's there's such devastation when there's disagreement and there's strife, and then 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 confusion follows. I tell you, disagreement's a terrible thing. Bible says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? When you get people in disagreement and disarray, confusion and every evil work, and I mean it, it you know as well as I do when there's division. Jesus said a house divided against itself cannot stand. I tell you what, division, disagreement causes such such strife and turmoil. But on the other side of that, flip that over, you get people in agreement. How good, the Bible says how good and wonderful it is when, when people dwell together in unity or agreement. You know, brethren dwell together, Christians dwell together in, in unity and agreement. You get people in agreement with one another, it increases the power of, the power of God increases. Oh my goodness. So the prayer of agreement is a powerful, powerful thing. Now look at this in uh, Luke. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Luke, but Matthew 18. Matthew 18, 19. Now look at this. Matthew 18, 19. Jesus said again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask. Now again, the anything Anything in line with the word of God, okay? Anything in line with the word of God. That's the implication there. You need to understand that. That if two of you agree, agree, underline that word agree, if is prayer of agreement here. If two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, ask in line with the word of God, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now, that word ask, as you look at that, certainly you can make, uh, 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 take the position, absolutely, that that would fall under the John 16 kind of prayer. If you don't know what that means, go back when I taught on the prayer of faith. It's marked there clearly in the archives. Listen to that. You'll know what I mean by a John 16 prayer and a John 14 prayer. A John 16 prayer is addressed to the Father in the name of Jesus. And clearly, this is making reference to that. And when two people come together in agreement and they go before the Father in that agreement, they make a request of Him in the name of Jesus. I tell you what, he said, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, anything in line with the word of God, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. I tell you what, you get people in agreement. It's a powerful thing. We'll see it again as we go through this series. It's powerful. And uh, and so I know in my life, and, and we, we've seen this again and again over the many years where 
where I, I've prayed with people, fellow church members, whatnot. We've prayed, excuse me, in agreement, made a request to the Father in agreement. And when we prayed, we made that request to the Father. We believed that we received. And, and I tell you what, in that, that agreement, and, and God would answer those prayers again and again and again. And uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's a powerful thing. Um, I, I guess I, I could give you a lot of different, different uh, examples of this. Uh, I know how our church prayed in agreement um, back when we were meeting in the school, Rockwood Summit High School. And we were believing in God and asking God for a facility and God, you know, we, I remember the congregation, we came together, we prayed, made a request of God to uh, uh, show us the place, give us the place, point out to us the place that uh, uh, he had for us. And we were in agreement. And, uh, uh, and long story short, God supernaturally provided that place at 1037 New Sugar Creek Road. And, and, <laughs> and we, I, and, and, you know, uh, we had prayed and believed, and, and then I was looking all over the place, you know. You know, I was putting putting action to my faith, and I was looking all over the place for uh, 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 land, for the facility. And one of the uh, elders at our church, a good man, he came to me and he said, I believe the Lord told me something to tell you. And, and I said, all right, because he knew he was in agreement that we'd find that property that God would have for us. This goes way back, many years back, decades ago, when we were still meeting in the school. He said, I feel like the Lord wanted me to tell you that uh, you can look all you want. You're not going to find the, the property, but it's right under your nose. You couldn't, but you'll never be able to find it. But he said, at the right time, he said, oh, when the time's right, I'll reveal it to you. And I tell you what, okay, and, and so from that moment, and I looked, I looked, I looked, I was looking all over the place for me and my wife for ground, you know, for our facility, and uh, and there was none to be had, and uh, some time passed, we just kept thanking God, and uh, believing God, trusting God, and we prayed, we believed, we received, and, uh, <laughs> but there was nothing there, and one night, this Wednesday night, this man comes up to the church and he didn't even get, get to me. He got to one of our other elders and, and said, uh, said, I, I, I've heard that you guys, uh, might be looking for some property to buy. He said, I, I have, I have some ground. Would you be interested in it? Long story short, it was, it was uh, about a mile away from the school. It was right under our nose. It was there, but it had grown over and there were some, some farmhouses sitting on it. I used to go by that every that land every almost every day when I was a kid. And, and over all the years when we met at the school, we'd drive by that place almost, not every day, but almost every day. It was right under our nose, but we did, we'd have never found it. We'd have never thought that it was, that, that property could ever be anything. We just never gave it any, because it was so overgrown, we didn't realize how much property was really sitting there. <laughs> and, but when the time was right, and, and that man, that, that guy told me, that, that elder earlier, he said, he said, you look all you want. He said, the Lord gave him this word to tell me. He said, you can look all you want. You won't find it. But when the time's right, I'll bring it to you. <laughs> and God, 
Oh my. And God brought it to us. Isn't that wonderful? Power, there's power in prayer, isn't there? And God answered our prayers. And I could give you lots of examples. Uh, one other one I'll give you about the prayer of agreement. My wife and I, we'd gotten uh, married and we were uh, felt that the Lord directed us to uh, quit our jobs and go to Bible school. Now, don't do that unless God <laughs> directs you to do that or you're going to wind up in trouble. But God directed us to do it. I remember sitting on a couch with her and uh, we, we had just gotten married and uh, we... We spent our honeymoon in Bible school. That's a good place to spend it. And uh, we, we'd written down a list because we were moving 400 miles away to go to Bible school, 400 miles away from St. Louis uh, down to Tulsa. And we wrote a list of, about, I don't know, there's about six, eight, eight, six or eight things on that list, whatever. And, and we needed all, all of those to come to pass. I mean, we needed every last one of them or, or we was going to be in trouble and we wrote that list. I'll never forget. We wrote that list. I can't remember exactly how many things was on the list, but there was, I don't know, six, eight, ten, not ten. It was probably six or eight things on that list. So we need it. And uh, we wrote those down on that list. She, she, my wife is a good list maker. She made the list. And we grabbed hands and we, 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 um, we believed God. We believed God. We, we believed God. We just trusted God and we asked God in a prayer of agreement in the prayer of agreement. And, uh, and long story short, we, we, uh, weeks later, we went down to Tulsa to start looking for an apartment and whatnot. And I tell you what, when we got down there, everything that we wrote on that list, it was waiting there for us. And I found out then that God is Jehovah Jireh, the one who sees ahead and makes the provision. Makes the provision. And when we got down there, all we had to do was show up. We'd prayed that prayer of agreement on, had a list and every one of those things we went down there and my wife she marked off every one of those things on that list it was just sitting there waiting for us when we got down there see the prayer's power and when, see what when my wife and I agreed in prayer we, we got t- I believe 10 times stronger spiritually and we were in agreement and God granted our request and oh how great that was so I anyway the prayer of agreement and let me tell you this when you get into agreement with somebody it's important that you stay in agreement Stay in agreement. Don't come out of agreement. Stay in agreement. And, and I tell you what, just keep thanking God. And, uh, and, and what you're asking him for, he'll grant, he'll grant it, you know, if it's in line with his word. And you need to know that before you pray. So prayer of agreement. Now, I, I do want to say this. There's one area of this agreement. There's one area of this agreement that, uh, um, that I've operated in, in my, in my life that I've seen in ministry. I've had people come in and say, Pastor Terry, would you agree with me for such and such? And, uh, and, and first thing I'd always ask them is, is it, you know, show me in the word, where's your scriptures? Show me in the word, show me in, show me in the word, show me your scriptures. And if they can't show me scripture, if they don't have scriptural backing, and then, then, I, then the next thing I ask them motives, why do you want that thing? And, and I tell you what, if, if, if they don't have scripture, biblical backing or they don't you know or or you can see they're just wanting something to heap upon their own selfish desire well i can't get in agreement with that but if something's in line with the word of god if something is you know the the motives are all right now sometimes i'll just grab them their hand and we'll just go before the father and i'll I'll agree with them and that would be a john 16 uh, kind of a prayer but once in a while just i watch this work in my life (laughs) I, I, I don't even go before the Father with them. They'll just say, Pastor Terry, would you agree with me on such and such? 
And, and, and I'll say, well, what's the scriptural backing? Is it in line with the word of God? Okay, what's your motives? Okay, and then I'll say, and I'll say this. So listen, I agree with you that such and such will be done in Jesus' name. <laughs> and it kind of freaks them out because don't, don't, don't we have to go before the Father? Well, you could go before the Father, but I'm just being led. Sometimes I, I'm, just, I'm in agreement with you. Well, I tell you what, we get that agreement. Didn't even, didn't even really make a formal request at all before God. I just told, I agree. <laughs> and, and see, they're waiting for me to get down on my knees and grab them by the hand and go through the official praying, if you will, before the Father. And, and sometimes we'll do that. But, but there's been a lot of times, I, just, I agree. There's power in agreement. Just, I agree. I'm in agreement. And again and again, I've had people come to me and say, oh, Pastor Terry, we, we didn't even go and make a formal request before God. We just got in agreement on this thing and, and it came to pass. Glory to God. So there is an area of this agree, agreement where it wouldn't even, it wouldn't fall under the, the John 16. It'd fall under the John 14. You just come into agreement on something. There's such power in agreement that the thing comes to pass without even, without even having to make a formal request of the Father. I'm just telling you, this has operated in my life this way over the years, but, uh, but, uh, you go before the Father in agreement. I tell you what, if it's in line with the Word of God, and you, and when you pray, believe you receive, and you'll have and stay in agreement. I tell you what, <laughs> He'll back it up, and the Father will do it. He'll do it. He will. Glory to God. Now, uh, with that being said, let's give you a Bible example here. Go to Acts 3, and we'll close with this. Acts 3, uh, verse 1. Now, 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 remember I told you that I either said it earlier today or I said it last week, but it bears repetition that when you, these seven kinds of prayer, sometimes they, 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 it, they overlap or, or they intermingle one with the other. It's important that you know that. And right here, you need to realize that corporate prayer, or, or we could say united prayer, is a form of the prayer of agreement, okay? It is a form of the prayer of agreement. So when when the church prays together, you know, you could call that corporate prayer, but it's really, it's it's the prayer of agreement. But, you know, the, the important thing is that you realize that when, when you're praying, like the church congregation gets together and prays, you know, that, that would be called united or corporate prayer. But, but, but it's really the prayer of agreement. And remember, every time you get, you get somebody in agreement, I'm confident you get 10 times stronger spiritually. Now, with that being said, let's go to Acts, the third chapter, verse one. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, in a certain, uh, I believe that, I believe that's three in the afternoon, if I'm not mistaken. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who enter the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. Actually, it's me, look on us. The power of God was on him. He was trying to get this guy to see the power of God. So this layman. So he asked, so so this layman gave them his attention, expecting to re- receive something from them. <laughs> and Peter said, "Silver and gold I do not have." Now, didn't mean he was broke. It just mean meant he didn't have any silver and gold, any any money on him at the time. If he'd have gone down there to where the church was meeting, they had ample supply. 
But a lot of people will take that and try to preach that Peter was was a broke man, which he wasn't. But that's a sub that's a subject for another time. But he said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give you. Now, what did he have? He had the power of God. And then now watch this. He prays the prayer of faith, or it's that declaration of faith that we talked about a few weeks ago. He didn't ask the Father to do anything here. Peter speaks to the problem, and notice. He speaks to the problem in the name of Jesus. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Wow, there's the prayer of faith or the declaration of faith. And he, So that's a John 14 prayer right there. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. Isn't that wonderful? Glory to God. And then if you read on, you'd see that that, of course, made the religious leaders upset. And eventually they threatened Peter and John and told them to speak no more in the name of Jesus. And then in Acts, the fourth chapter, when all that played out, they were Peter and John were let go. They went to their own companions. The King James says their own company. I tell you what, uh, we could say it this way. They went to their local church. Okay, I tell you what. There ought to be agreement in the local church. They went, they went around those of like precious faith. Oh, it's so easy to get in, in agreement with those of like precious faith. And, and they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them because they threatened them you know, not to preach in the name of Jesus. So when they'd heard that, they raised their voice to God, watch us, with one accord. That's agreement. And said, now notice what they said. Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, now watch this, they're quoting the Old Testament or they're praying the Old Testament, or we could say they're holding the word of God up before the Father. That's a good thing to do. Whenever you have a need to make a request of God in your life, go get scripture. Go get scripture and go before the Father with that scripture and present that that Father uh, that that scripture before the Father in Jesus' name. I believe He said in the Old Testament, "Hold me in remembrance of of My word." Not that He's that He can forget, but He said to do it. And and and, and we have scriptural that, that that's bringing scriptural backing before the Father. You see that that's what He's looking for. That's what we need to do. It's very powerful, and that's what they're doing, and they're quoting. Uh, the Old Testament, they're quoting David out of the Psalms. Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth looked, uh, took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For, for Verse 27, for truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats. See, because they threatened Peter and John not to speak in the name of the Lord. And grant, now watch this, now they're in the church service, if you will. They're praying this prayer of agreement, but it's it's a corporate prayer. It's it's a united prayer. It's like the whole church is praying together in agreement before the Father. They've held the word of God up before him, and then they make their request the prayer of this is a, this is united corporate prayer. It's a prayer of agreement. Watch this. They're in one accord. Oh, there's 
power in one accord and grant to your servants. Now watch this. A lot of people read right over this. Watch this. And grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Now watch this. They're asking God to give them boldness. By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Now they made that request in agreement before the Father. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Wow, you talk about power. See, the, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person, these people right before God, they've been washed in the blood of Jesus, they're living right before God, holy, consecrated, dedicated lives, they're living before God. And remember what, what, what the effectual fervent heartfelt prayer right, the righteous do, it makes it makes tremendous power available. And I tell you what, the place where they were assembled together, it shook that whole place where they were. Glory to God. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. See, they, they, what they, they just asked that they could speak the word with boldness and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Boy, that's a quick answer to prayer, isn't it? I mean, just seconds. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, quick answer. I like quick answers to prayer. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? But then go over to Acts 5. See, a lot of times people stop reading there, but go over to Acts 5 because they're asking for signs and wonders and healings to be granted in the name of Jesus. And watch this. Go over to Acts 5 and verse 12. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. God's answering the prayer of agreement. He's answering that prayer in one accord. He's answering this, 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 this prayer of agreement, this united prayer. He's, God answers prayer. I said, God answers prayer. He really does. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people and they were all with one accord. See, they were still in agreement in Solomon's porch. You got to stay in agreement. They were still in agreement. And God's answering their prayers. Verse 13. This is Acts 5.13. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the the people esteemed them highly, and believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of, of both men and women, so that, now watch this, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on the beds and couches, on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. What is this? This is God answering the prayer that they prayed there in that corporate session. What did they pray? Grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak the word. We saw that by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done. Well, look look at that. So that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. And, and, and then it goes on, also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem bringing sick people and those that were tormented by unclean spirits and they were all healed. Glory to God. That was God answering that corporate united prayer of agreement that we saw in Acts 4. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, there's power in prayer. And when you get people of like precious faith to come into agreement, I tell you what, much dynamic power is made available. So I tell you what, be a person of prayer. Find you some people that you could pray with of like precious faith that, that, that love the word of God and that could come into agreement with you. And then, and then hook yourself up with a good local church where, where, 
again, of like precious faith. And I tell you what, you get you get in there and get to praying. I tell you what, I can think back over the many, it's almost three decades where we had some wonderful times of prayer and get the whole congregation, you know, get them in agreement on something. And man, and boy, the power of God just sweep through and heal people and, and things were accomplished for God's good. Isn't that wonderful? So anyway, the prayer of agreement. Well, I'm going to unhook right here. Uh, but before I do, before I unhook, I want I, I, I want to. I, I, I just feel impressed. Just try to be led by the Spirit of God. This doesn't happen that often, yeah, but it's right now. I just feel impressed. Uh, I remember uh, we talked about binding and loosing uh, here at the beginning of this message, and and I want to close with this. I remember years ago. Uh, I had asked my my uh, well, I'd asked this lady named Diane who would later become my wife, <laughs> I asked her on a date, and, and we went out and had a nice time. And then it took me forever, it seemed, to get that second date with her. And so finally she agreed to go out with me a second time. And uh, and, and I remember the, 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 the day before I'd cleaned my car and I got it all shined up and I was all ready to go and the next day, and I got a phone call from her and she said, she called me from her apartment, over on May Valley Drive, I remember. And she called me and she said she couldn't go on a date with me. And I thought, oh, why? And she said, because uh, her back had gone out on her and she was bent over. Uh, she was bent over and uh, she, couldn't, she couldn't raise herself up. She was bent over. And, um, uh, and, and I didn't want to get cheated out of that date. And so I said to her, I said, well, I, uh, let me ask you this. Could I come over to your apartment? And, 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 and pray for you. She said, well, yeah. She said, I can't, I can't straighten myself up. She said, I could, she, cause she was bent over. I think much like that woman we read about earlier with that spirit of infirmity. I, you know, now my wife didn't have a spirit of infirmity. There was something physically wrong with her back had gone out. But remember how Jesus loosed that, that woman there we talked about earlier. Well, I want to, I didn't want, I didn't want to get cheated out of that date. Cause so I went over there and, and uh, I said, I could over pray for us. So I did and went over there and I, and I, she opened, I knocked on the door. She opened the door. And I remember when she opened the door, I did, she wasn't standing up. She was bent over and she opened the door and I walked in. She was bent over. I was looking at the top, uh, top of her head because she could not lift herself up. She said she had a Dickens of a time getting up those stairs to get into the apartment because she was like one flight up from the ground level. Anyway, so uh, I, I said, well, sit down. We got her sat down on the couch. And, uh, and I said, let me, let me read some scriptures to you. And then, then I'll, then I'll, I'll, I'll pray. And she said, okay. And, and here's what happened. I read some scriptures. I don't even remember what they were, but I just read some healing scriptures from the New Testament to her. I don't remember what they were, but just read the scripture. And then I read, you know, how they lay hands, the believers lay hands on those who needed healing. They'd be healed. Something along those lines. And then I remember when I went to pray for, I didn't go, I didn't say, oh, Father Healer, oh, Father, you know, it was not a John 16 prayer. It was a John 14 prayer. I remember this. I put my hands on her. I just laid my hands on her head. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I said, back, because her back was bound up. I said, be loosed in Jesus name. And when I said that, now I'm nothing but the power of God went into operation 
And I'll never forget it. I said, I said, be loosed in Jesus' name. And when I did, I mean, she went, oh, there it is. And I mean, she was bent over like, and I said that. She went, oh, there it is. And as she straightened right up, glory to God, instantly, totally, completely healed. Praise God forevermore. You can ask her. And it happened just that way. She was instantly straight, instantly healed. And I got to go out on my second date. Glory to God. Took her to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Praise God. We went out and had some, we had a finger licking good time. And then I think I went out, I, I don't know, we might have went and looked at the Merrimack River or something. <laughs> I don't know, but glory to God, I got my second date. Thank God for the power of God and the power of binding and loosing. In this in this case, it was the power of loosing and glory to God. Now, why did I say that? Maybe you're out there and you're bound by something. And I feel impressed to the Lord. I'm going to make a declaration of faith to you. Maybe you're, I, you're bound by sickness. You're bound by disease. You're bound by alcohol. You're bound by drugs bound by some horrible habit that's had you bound for a long time. You're bound up. Alcohol, sickness, disease, drugs. And I'm going to make a declaration of faith. And if you'll receive the power of God, you'll be loosed. Ready? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be loosed in that name. Now there's the power of God. It's available to you. You receive it. Let that power go through you and be free of whatever it is that's bound you and be loosed in Jesus' name. Now if you're out there and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, there's a heaven to gain, a hell to shun. The only way to miss hell and make heaven when you die is to repent of your sins and receive Jesus as your personal Savior. Invite Him into your heart just like you'd invite somebody into your house. The Bible said whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Call on the name of Jesus. Tell him, ask Him to come into your heart and He will. And you'll miss hell one day. You'll make heaven and he'll, he'll, he'll make your life worth living in the meantime. Well, glory to God. I've enjoyed this time with you today. We'll pick up right here next week with another kind of prayer. And so be a person of prayer, and we'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye-bye.